Hello and welcome to the Film Ireland podcast. We are delighted to welcome our new assistant editor, Smithika Mazukar, who'll be chatting with director Molly Manning Walker ahead of her cinema release of How to Have Sex in cinemas from the 3rd of November, so make sure to catch it on the big screen. I watched the film, and before I get into that, I just want to know how you're doing with everything that uh-huh. the film has been on screens, the film's been to festivals, it's won awards, and I can't imagine the feeling. I just want to know how you're doing. Yeah, good. good. It's really nice that people are getting to see the film, and I guess you spend so long worrying that no one's going to like it, so it's uh, it's nice for it to be out in the world, and um, yeah, no, it feels good sort of desperate to make another film now more than anything and congratulations it's such a stellar film with such a splendid cast amazing acting amazing writing firstly can we head into talking about the pre-production the rehearsals the costuming because Mm -hmm. when i watched the film i was so stunned by how the color is literally stripped from the costumes they start with so much color fluorescent greens purples, pinks, and then by the end of it, they're all wearing white. So, you know, the whole storyboarding of it, the intimacy coordination, would you like to talk a little bit more about that? Because intimacy coordination is such a new thing in the industry now with more awareness coming about it. Yeah, for sure. So basically the film's like designed in two halves. There's like the first half, which is like the magical fun half. And then the second half, which is like the more dark, um, uh, yeah, like you feel it from her point of view from her emotion so that kind of went into everything it's like went into costume went into makeup went into music um uh production design everything like everything gets messier as you go on um the bass gets deeper the crickets in the background get faster um the sound designer is actually irish steve fanagan he's great um and so like he's hidden all this stuff in the background in the second half of the film um all to make it more intense and to feel like you're really hearing it from feeling it from her perspective um one of the things that we always talk about is like in Malia you never get quiet so like how we then it gets more and more intense through the film and the intimacy coordination yeah so those scenes are all heavily choreographed we rehearse them both in London and in Malia and um yeah they're all storyboarded and choreographed the question of the storyboarding because it's such a serious topic that you have to choreograph every move and make the actors feel safe and you know to have to see such a thing on the screen and to realize you know the actors had to prepare so much for it did you have any did you have a different experience with the cast this time preparing them yeah I mean so um I was always really keen for it to be shown through her face, you know, not to see too much of what was happening outside of her emotion, but you can feel what's going on. So that was always the, like, the the understanding. Um, But yeah, we had intimacy coordinator um, and we had therapists on set and we also played football every Sunday and like barbecues. And we tried to create a vibe, which meant that everyone felt safe to like talk if there were ever, if ever anything came up, you know. That's a good balance to have, I feel, because it's so serious. And also you need to have to make sure that, you know, everyone's mental stability isn't compromised in the in the in their job. Yeah, for sure. When you mentioned that you wanted it to come across from uh, Tara's point of view, the character Tara's point of view, I really did feel that it come across from her point of view. And I was so fascinated by her character with the ups and downs of 
being a teenager, just being a teenager is so difficult. And um, how, how did you navigate that terrain when you started writing the film? Because just did you start writing with the character or did you have a plot idea in mind before you started writing? Yeah, it was more of a plot idea. I mean, it was basically like, how does the pressure of everyone around a teenager lead to her having, like, being assaulted or, you know, being in these situations that... um So I think I wrote, like, 60 of the pages and then we started developing the last third, um, figuring out what that the final thing was. Yeah. How many drafts did it take out of curiosity for the script? I have no idea to be honest, but we were I never numbered the drafts, but I was still rewriting on the last day of the shoot. That I mean, I've heard that it always goes on to improvising and rewriting depending on how the plot develops, but how 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 long did it how long did the writing process take maybe before you started filming? Yeah, a year and a half, I think. I think the whole process was 3 years. I I saw that this film comes from your work on Good Thanks You, your short um and how you wanted to start a conversation on con like consent and um you know just the sexual experience of people the the conversation of consent when it headed into building the characters up what did you have in mind for Tara's experience because the film is a lot of show and not tell what were you trying to tell in this in in the process of showing something i guess that is like more of a human experience that like we should feel um we should feel empathy and understand and feel kindness towards people rather than, you know, I always say like, if, if, if you were talking to someone and they stopped, um, they stopped speaking and they went like weird, like internal, not weird. Um, you would be like, Oh, are you okay? But for some reason, when you're having sex with someone and they go internal that everyone's like, Oh, it's not salt. And it's like, but you wouldn't stop. You wouldn't carry on speaking at someone if they, if they went insular. So why would you, why would you carry on having sex with someone? How did you navigate this kind of friendship, this dynamic of friendship between the group of friends who she thinks she belongs with and this found family kind of trope that she found at the party? Yeah, I guess that all the, the other group sort of represents my my friendships in later life and like how you you really care for each other and look out for each other and then and how that contrasts with the sort of pressure and violence that you can feel when you're a teenager from other friends which is like this competitive best girl wins attitude you know I was wondering where the premise of a senior trip came across because I I didn't go on a senior trip of my own when I graduated high school but I've heard horror stories and when I saw the film it gave me sort of like a visual aid to everything that I've heard about anything that I know to be adolescent horrors. <laughs> um, <laughs> so how did this premise come across when you were writing the film? I think the, I think these situations happen in so many different, um, in so many different types of walks of life, uh, like, you know, out in your local town or camping or, or you know, whatever your, that scenario is. But I think it's really heightened in these worlds. And I think they're sort of, they're sort of promoting having sex that on the towels there's naked women on the lighters there's naked women there's kind of pressure from the environment that I was really interested in did you imagine the audience of the film to be teenagers or did you have an audience in mind when you wrote when you wrote the script when you produced the film I guess it's always been like a, a big hope that teenagers will watch the film and kind of think differently 
Um, but what's really interesting about showing it is that we sort of realised that this is something that, you know, affects even, we had this crazy experience with like an older man who, who was like, I just realised I've been a paddy. And I think, you know, the more that that happens, the more you realise that everyone kind of needs this film. <laughs> that, is, that is really true. I did recommend it to a bunch of my friends and I have a teenage sister, so I recommend it to her friends too. So I hope they really go, go out and watch it when it's out of the theatres too. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> were there, because I know art inspires art, were there any films or books that you referred to while you were making the film? I always forget the photography, the book, the name of the photography book um, that we use. We had this great photography book that's like shot all over um, Party Islands, which is amazing. We referenced a lot. Um, and then Andrea Arnold's American Honey was a big reference. Um, and Fat Girl, do you know Fat Girl? It's Catherine Briette. It's, a, it's an amazing film. And it's about sisters kind of pressurizing each other to have sex. It's really cool. Definitely adding it to my list. Um, I was also wondering what your favorite part of filmmaking is because I see that you have a lot of experience with shorts, uh, writing them, directing them, but also being the DOP on a lot of projects. What's your favorite part? What do you look forward to when you like arrive on set? Um, probably the shoot I love the most. Um, like trying to figure out problems live, trying to, um, yeah, trying to problem solve in front of like, you know, you have the time pressure and I really love that sort of energy. And what about the, the post-production process? Because that really is the chunk of, I feel like when you film, you get a lot of content out, but then the editing is where everything starts to take shape. Do you enjoy it? Do you do you like editing as a DOP, as a, as a filmmaker? I guess it's the first time I've been really close to the edit in terms of for that, that amount of time. I struggle because there's so many possibilities and I hate that. Whereas when you're shooting, there's only so many possibilities that you can navigate. That, that is true. I have one last question for you. I won't take up more of your time. Uh, do you have any advice for people who are just stepping into taking their first steps into the industry currently with hiring freezes, you know, housing crisis? There's a lot of things prevent, like preventing people from taking the steps of where they want to be. Do you have anything to say to them? Yeah, definitely. Make films with your friends and like, don't worry about the kit. Make low budget films with like whatever you can get your hands on because that's going to be the best version of what you can put out there. Thank you so much, Molly. Thank you so much.